0: Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and
1: competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: getting getting slim around these parts.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Zach is, uh, he's just got, his in-laws are in town, so he's, uh, you know. Preoccupied.
0: Oh, I thought we were gonna go yeah. with Zach as delivering Christmas presents to boys and girls around the world, so uh, that's why he's not here this week. He's playing. Oh yeah, game let's game. go with
1: that. He was <laughs> he was growing out the beard a little bit, so maybe that's you know that's why. Oh, yeah, he's um, also.
0: I think he's got the personality for it too. You know, he's very definitely. You know, you know, very know. jolly.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are going to talk about Legion today. Um, we're going to talk about Lando and Callus because we got actual previews for them. And we're also going to do a little just sort of meta pontificating after that, if we have time. So uh, first, let's hit some housekeeping. Yeah, any housekeeping for us?
0: Yeah, so we are still doing the uh, 12 Days of Christmas uh, with uh, alongside the Legion Discord. So we are giving away 12 boxes of Phase 2 Clone Troopers. Um, you can go ahead and check that out at thefifthtrooper.com slash giveaway. Um, and again, I will put that in the link, uh, to the video on YouTube again, um, and I'll, uh, this week I'll also put it in the Facebook posts, because many people asked about that. So, um, if you're looking to get your hands on some phase twos, uh, we've got them. I mean, I also think, you know, nowadays the stores have restocks, so it's a little bit less of a, less of a pressing issue, but free stuff is free stuff, right? Um... Also, if you're looking for some last-minute uh, Christmas gifts, we have all sorts of stuff on our store. We've got contrast paints, board games, Wild West Exodus minis. Um, we have, uh, I think, what is it Flames of Wars? Is the uh, the Army one, the Army mini game? I don't know. I, I, there's Dude, so there, there's more them. than one of those. Yeah, yeah, I know. Bolt action. Bolt action, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. that one i'm not sure we actually carry dust but, okay but but yeah, I, we, we've got right, bold I action bold okay. action is right we've got blood yep. red skies we've got a bunch of that stuff so um check it out if you're looking for some last minute christmas gifts and i think that pretty much covers it for housekeeping um oh uh there was i don't know did the time frame to enter the Invader League? it's not actually called invader league uh the map making contest is that over Battle Lines. Battle Lines. There. Yes,
1: it is over. It ended yesterday. Uh, we record on Monday, so that would be Sunday. It ended. But you can... So we are now in the public map voting phase. I'm not super clear on how this is going to work, but basically the public votes on the maps and then the judges assess the maps and we end up with five maps. Uh, so.
0: so if you want maps that you want, you should probably vote, <laughs> uh, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, check yeah. out
1: the Discord... There weren't any like actual official announcements today about how to vote, but they did put the maps in, in a mod that you can then go look at. Like you can actually load them up on TTS and look at them. So I would suggest doing that. Um, they've said this time around that emphasis is going gonna, gonna to be placed, uh, foremostly. I don't think that's a word. First on competitive viability, and then after that on theme and appearance. So. Um, yeah, they also have like a rubric uh, posted on the Discord. Anyway, I'm clearly the wrong person to ask about this. Well, I did make I'm some maps myself. I'm asking you, anyways, Kyle. Yeah, uh,
0: you you seem to be the person uh, of the three of us that knew the most. So I figured well, I did know. I
1: did make some maps. Uh,
0: did, make, did you submit make maps?
1: One? Yes, I, I actually submitted three.
0: Okay, all right.
1: So I uh, I'm a as I said maybe last cast or two tasks to go. I'm a perennial uh, backseat driver when it comes to maps. Um. So, so, because my technical skills are, are limited when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I figured it would be a good a good experience for me, at least, to just sort of appreciate all the hard work that goes into making maps to try and do it myself. I did not uh, try anything fancy. I just used the existing assets that were in the mod and kind of placed them like I was setting up a table in real life. Um, and that's it. So they're not super pretty one of my maps is called the fugly industrial complex the Um, fugly
0: industrial complex yep nice it's pretty fugly
1: yeah um so um yeah uh but i hope that they're good maps competitively and fun to play on so anyway uh vote for me there you go (laughs) Um, uh, along with that line of thought um
0: i believe invader signups are coming up i think at the beginning of january so january um, 4th you know uh everybody get ready for that i'm sure that there's gonna be a lot of people signing up a lot of slots that are probably going to get filled very quickly um so you know the earlier the better you you sign up for that i'm sure we'll be able to plug that a few more times before uh it actually happens but christmas and new years are coming up so um you know
1: yeah don't miss that date it's gonna fill up pretty quick yeah um, I remember even last time, and I expect interest to be even greater this time because we're still in the midst of you no know, conventions and stuff. But even, even last time, it was just a matter of a couple of days. And, you know, a few days later were people like, oh, did Invader happen? I meant to sign up for that. And I'm like,
0: Yeah, <laughs> too late. Sorry. It's full. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah, January 4th, get on the Discord and you'll get all the updates if you're not on there.
0: I think... That's uh that's the kitten caboodle for housekeeping.
1: Alright, sweet. Did you get any painting done?
0: Did I get any painting done? No, I did not get any painting done. I um thought about it <laughs> uh multiple times. I um so here's I'm gonna use this as an excuse. Uh it's probably not super fair. But uh I'm up at My parents, uh, for the holidays and they have cats, um, and they're very in your face. Uh, if my door wasn't shut right now, my cat would be on my desk in front of me. Like you'd probably be able to see it on camera. She's very, it just wants to be in your way all the time. And I'm not yep. sure I want to get my Citadel and Army Painter paints out and have cats walk all over it. Um, that's probably not a fair excuse to the cats because it uh, probably wouldn't be an issue, but that's the excuse I'm going to use.
1: I have three. I have three cats, so I managed to paint with three cats around. So
0: yeah. So I guess it's not a reasonable excuse.
1: And they do also like to be in your face. So in fact, one is right behind me right now. <laughs> like... um, yeah. I actually I started on on Mister Mister Kenobi here, my Woo! the only Republic model I own. <laughs> no. <laughs> one day
0: you're going to buy into the republic faction i know you are you're eventually going to give in well i, lo- I love
1: besides just the character i love the unit obi-wan kenobi like yeah, in republic I He's it. he's like the perfect because i'm a very defensive player but i also love force users and that's literally what obi-wan is so i've i'm not gonna lie i am seriously considering playing uh, republic for invader um,
0: really whoa, whoa, whoa this is news to me so ladies <laughs> and gentlemen you are front row seats to kyle dornbos giving in to the dark side of the force here uh so well, it's, so what's the story what's the deal well, there's, there's
1: there's a couple of factors here the first is that people are saying that they got overnerfed which i do not agree with um but if if like if that's the perception then you know i'm not gonna be the bad guy if i uh if I play Republic, <laughs> you're, you're right? You're going to
0: be the bad guy when Claude stomp everybody in Invader League again. <laughs> well, People maybe say they're over-nerfed now, but when they get hit with 20 aim tokens at the end of we'll the year, maybe they'll feel differently. Yeah. Um, um,
1: they, they're the only faction I have not played in any major tournament.
0: Because you played uh, CIS in Invader last, last
1: season. Yep. Yep. Um. So, you know, it's always good to... Like part of the reason I randomly played Empire on a whim in whatever season that was, three, was because I hadn't played them yet. And I'm like, you know, you need experience for the factions that you haven't played. And man, you... that
0: went terribly. It just didn't go
1: well at all.
0: <laughs>
1: Being sarcastic, of course. Um, for those yeah, I that don't this... know, he won that. Yes, that is accurate. Uh, that was the Veers-Bosk season back after Bosk had just come out. So um, yeah, that was fun. I uh I went in totally cold. I would not do that with Republic. First, because I actually have played games with Republic at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I love Obi-Wan. I think with the barrier, we can talk about this later when we get to, like, what do we think are going to be good lists now? But I think you can make kind of a silly you-can't-kill-me list with Obi-Wan and barrier and, like, situational awareness and dodge sharing. Um, I mean... Potentially weak to like high velocity, but that's kind of what barriers for, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll soak like one of two AAT shots, basically,
1: right? Yeah, you know,
0: um, which is still good.
1: Yeah, um, and then you got to lean on your red saves for the rest of the, you know, if you get shot more, more than more than the first time. But
0: yeah, I mean, I I think that it's possible. It's good. I just, um, yeah, we can talk about that in a bit. Um, yeah i mean clearly rex is still rex (laughs) rex is god tier
1: (laughs) but i'm also not saying i wouldn't play rex so not at the same time it would be one or the other
0: yeah Uh, i I mean i still think we're in uh probably can't play them at the same time territory it would be great it's just it's really hard to fit two republic characters in a list it is
1: sorry zach (laughs) but you're not here so (laughs) right i agree with mike
0: (laughs) kapow kapow kapow
1: uh all right, let's talk about Landon Callis. Uh it's been a bit since Empire and, Re- and Rebels got some love, but man, these these two dudes look awesome. Let's what well, before we before we hit the individual unit cards, let's talk about the the thing that they well there's actually technically two things they have in common. But let's talk about the major big thing they have in common, which is a new mechanic and that is contingencies. All right, so
0: um contingencies allows you to bring more than six command cards um basically it allows you to have a secondary hand of command cards uh up to whatever your contingencies value is so for instance agent callus has contingencies two, so you get to kind of put two contingency two command cards um that you are eligible to take into callus's contingency pile And then you get to, like, swap them out during the game. Um, Basically, if you play a a command card in your original command hand, you can swap it out for a command card in your contingency command hand that has the same pip value. Um, I believe blue player does it before red player. If I'm recalling correctly, you can correct me on that. Um, But this is super sweet because you can take more than six command cards if you take... Callus Orlando, which um, I think is huge. I think it's amazing. I think it's uh, a mix-up that the game really needed. Um, maybe not needed, but it's something I've been wanting for a long time. Is like, the ability to take more than six command cards. I would love to see this on an upgrade. You know, like a command upgrade that's like here's, con- your hero gets contingency one or something. Um, I think that would be super sweet. Uh yeah I think this is awesome
1: yeah I'm very excited. this is essentially like a sideboard for command cards yeah that's
0: that's a, that's a good way to put it it's like yeah. it's, it's like a, a sideboard that you can play out of the entire game right um, unless something well, bad happens there's I will say that it, it's a little bit complicated how it works and like what you should put where and, and things like that. Um, we were talking about a little bit before the cast about the nuances of whose cards you put in your regular hand and whose cards you put in your contingencies hand. Um, You actually changed my mind like 20 minutes before we, we started this cast. So that hurt my soul a little bit, but you're always generally right. So I'll give you that one. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And notably you can see your opponent's card before you decide whether or not to use your contingencies the first thing i thought of when i saw this was operative luke with lando
0: i mean operative operative luke lando like i think lando could just have the command card that he's been spoiled with uh and he's like an auto include with luke um we'll get to that in a minute i suppose but uh Luke Lando seems real good. And and to that to that effect, Callus Vader also seems real good. Um just from like a, the, all these heroes that have six command cards were a little bit tough a tough maybe not the right word but it, it felt a little bad to include them in a in an army that had another hero in it because you didn't have enough slots for all these sweet command cards and now they're like here's Callus. you know you can have two more command cards and you're like oh well I can take eight command cards if I run Vader Callus. I only have to give up one of them that seems great you know um, I don't know uh, that seems it seems like a, a natural first place to look I think with these two two units. Oh, totally.
1: You know, because you're looking at with rebels supposed to take Luke, Lando, and R two. You know, that's 12, twelve. command cards right there, and then you got three more for generics. That's fifteen to pick from, <laughs> but you can pick nine of them.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that um we start getting into like. Territory where your opponent actually doesn't know what's in your hand anymore, as far as as far as the sort of thing goes. When like, you know, if you take Luke Lando plus one hero, whether it's R two or Leia or whatever, like, you know, you've got like twenty plus command cards to pick from, and you've got a, you know, you get to take nine, but they they still don't know what you're gonna take. I th- I think that contingencies really encourages higher hero count lists um which i think is sweet i think it also um you know makes cards like covert observations less niche um in that you know you can you can sideboard covert observation and pull it out of the hat if you know you need it you know you're like oh i'm not playing tax strike today okay it just stays in the sideboard right um but if you it 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 costs. It doesn't really cost you anything, and it, which isn't necessarily true, but it still costs you a contingency slot. But um, you can kind of. I mean, you have a contingency plan, right? It's kind of thematic. It makes sense. Um, so I think that that's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, think of I am a Jedi, right? In your contingencies pile,
0: right? Like. I think 9 times out of 10, you probably wouldn't take that if you were running two heroes, right, before? And now you're like, well, you know, I only need it like 15% of the games I play. But now you're you're like, well, I can always take it and pull it out when I need it. And when I don't need it, whatever. It just, you know, it's the command card. I didn't play that game, right? Um, I, I think there's a lot of command cards in the game that feel like that, that kind of sit on the sidelines because they're a little too niche and and this can kind of bring them bring them a little bit more to prominence. That's not even to talk about like the funky shenanigans you can do when uh you pair this ability with oh, I don't know, say cunning,
1: yeah, think about playing you know like a one like ambush or something, and your opponent plays ambush. And you're like, you know what, I think I'll just go ahead and swap this out for face me and uh, I'll just take priority. Thanks.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, and if they don't play ambush, you're like, oh, I got priority, right? And I can save my cunning one pip for when when yeah. I need it, right? right. So, uh, yeah, that seems, it seems a little brutal. You have to, like, I think you're, uh, depending on what is his... Uh, so, just to be clear, uh, we haven't really gotten to this. We're kind of jumping the gun here. But Kallus also has cunning, for, for um, those of you who may not have u- looked at his unit card. Lando does not. Sorry, Rebel players. Seems like it's kind of a dark-sidey keyword up until this point, at least. Um, so, not that Kallus is dark-sidey, but neither was Krennic. Um it's, it's a bad guy keyword, I guess. Um, so, like... You have gotta be a little bit 'cause like if you play you know like whatever call's two pip ends up being if you play like push and then they play ambush you can't really you can't upgrade it at that point right you've kind of lost the um so you, you, and I think to talk about the generics uh, you know we were talking about this before the cast, and this is where I think you changed my mind a little bit um I think that there might be a little bit more play to just the generics and in that um if you lose a hero. And you've got like all hero cards in your command hand and the contingency plan hand, you kind of kind of get screwed (laughs) a little bit. Like it it doesn't um, work super well. Now, with that being said, when you lose a hero in a game of Legion, like you often are not doing super hot. So you know it's it's a little bit of a a little bit of a lose more, I guess. Um, But I do think that, um, like having a generic in your command hand, like if you take like Luke and Lando and you take like whatever Lando's one pip is and one of Luke's one pip and an ambush and you like keep Luke's one pip and ambush in your command hand and whatever Lando's one pip is. Um, I think the the name of it's actually spoiled in his article though we don't know what it does. Um, uh, yeah, it's idiots array. Um, and, uh, you can kind of use ambush to like sideboard out for Lando's card when you need it. But if Lando dies, you don't like lose a command card, if you will. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not going to be immediately clear what, uh, um, what the, like the correct strategy is with contingencies is going to be. I will say a point that you touched on, which is, you know, you shouldn't plan on characters dying because if that happens, you're probably going to lose anyway. <laughs> so, like, you know, losing the hand, the cards in your contingency's hand or, you know, losing cards in your main hand and then not being able to swap stuff probably is the least to your concerns if you lose one of your primary characters. But...
0: Yeah, I do think that um, there there's merit to, like, making sure that you have command cards in your main command hand from all of your heroes. Just that if if like you don't want to like sandbag everything in your contingency pile for like a hero that like i don't know like if your contingent so what's important here is that if the guy with contingencies dies you lose the contingency hand right so um that <laughs> don't don't let them die i guess this is really what it boils down to yeah
1: but the you know the thing we talked about too before the cast is you know in your example, you got operative Vader and callous right you got six Vader cards and three callous cards if you if you have all of Vader's cards in your hand and then two callous cards in your contingencies pile, if Vader dies, you can't play any of those you can't play any of callous's cards either right. you're, you're stuck <laughs> all you can play orders. is standing orders and yeah. it's got to be the you got to be able to match the pip so um. You know, it's not like like you're equally screwed either way. I guess is my point.
0: Yeah, I think I think that like in a configuration like that, you're probably on like, you know, four, three or four of Vader's cards in your main hand with like some generics, and then put calluses in his two of calluses in his contingencies pile. That way, you can and and make sure that those ones match the generic pips, right? And you can kind of get around that a little bit um as long as you don't play the generics early i guess you know um but it's yeah do it let's actually get into these units i think um because they're pretty sweet outside of contingencies
1: yeah i'll start with callus Yeah, so Callus
0: um, is a whopping 90 points for an Imperial hero. He is an Imperial commander, notably. Um, so, uh, definitely takes out the command slot. We have gotten... He's, he's not like Iden, where she like flexes or anything. Um, he's got Cunning, Contingencies 2. He's got Flawed, um, though we have not seen his Flawed card. Um, so... We, we don't know what that is. Uh, it's going to likely operate similar to Anakin's flawed card and how it mechanically operates from, a, you know, uh, your your opponent gets to, you know, use it or whatever. But, it you know, clearly it's going to have completely different text. Who knows what that's going to be. Um, he's got Sharpshooter 1, Tactical 1, um, which seems strong. Surge crit, red save, pretty standard for Imperials. Six health pretty standard. Uh, two Courage, um, so a little bit of downgrade from Aiden. He's got two red and melee, and then his generic, well, I should, I should say he's got two red and melee. We'll get to his upgrades in a second here. Um, he's So he's generically got two red in melee. Um, he's got a blaster pistol that's range two that's two black and one white, which is pierce one. However, um, similarly to Aiden, he has a um, armament slot with what i would argue is a very mandatory looking upgrade um and that is his j19 bow rifle uh blaster dash staff i guess you could say um it's a flip card like cassian or jin has got one too right yeah Her- she has one too a- her's a flip card yeah people
1: just never use the back of it so <laughs>
0: Yeah, people also never use gin. So well, know. That, that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, although now that it's zero points and it is zero points now, right? I it's think. always been zero points. Okay. Well, never mind. All right. I was trying to the, the, you know... <laughs> the
1: Pathfinder one is the one that was initially, I think, like six points and now it's zero points.
0: Pour one out for gin and pathfinders, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, the J nineteen bow rifle blaster. Um, I think the. The setting that you're probably always going to have it start on is a range 1 to 3, red, black, black, white, lethal 1 gun uh, for 25 points. It has reconfigure, which means when you recover it, you can flip the card. The other side is kind of bonkers, I think, uh, you know pretty crazy it is got the same dice profile as the range weapon except it's a staff and melee only except you um basically you gain charge and when you're defending against a melee attack you gain immune, immune pierce and you retain the lethal um it's a mini lightsaber basically is what this is
1: yeah it kind of feels like the darksaber except it gives you charge um uh, clearly the dice <laughs> super, are not super good yeah, now obviously Darksaber has native Pierce on it, and this has Lethal, but he also has Tactical, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, um, he's got Tactical, and I think uh, we would be remiss to talk about the 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 Bow Rifle if we didn't also talk about his one-pip card, which feels sort of tailor-made to be like I'm flipping my gun to a to a staff and then smashing you in the face with it. So his his one pip is face me. Uh it issues an order to just him, pretty standard. Um he gains agile 1 and block. So on the turn he plays this, he's not only got tactical, he's got agile <laughs> Uh, so every time he moves he gains an aim and a dodge token um, which is pretty swell additionally during his activation he may perform a free recover action which allows you to flip the staff for free um, and then while enemy units are engaged with agent callous they cannot withdraw um, which is i think it, the first time you read this card you're like wow that's really powerful I think people are going to find that that clause is generally not nearly as meaningful as they think it will be Um, just because the, the, the things that you generally like want to pin are things like Jedi (laughs) and they don't really care about this because it doesn't like, it doesn't say you can't be force pushed, right? Like they just force push you and move away. Um, now it's going to be great against like General Grievous, I think.
1: Oh yeah, or Tauntauns, or any you know, if you get up and close and personal with Callus, any like opposing trooper unit, being able to get in there as a as a first activation and guarantee basically guarantee that you're safe from ranged fire um, against like a you know an enemy trooper line is pretty good. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, think... use defensively against Jedi.
0: Yeah, not not super great. It's not gonna help you in the, I it it feels more like a, you know we talked a lot I think last cast about the term linebacker. Um, this feels like a linebacker card. Like Callis does not feel like he's gonna be, <laughs> um, maybe contrary to the tech the the title of the card. Uh, I I think he's gonna be a lot more defensive than offensive given this like what we've seen so far in that um i I still don't think you want him to like get super up in someone's face where like you know you play your one pip you get in there and they can't withdraw for a turn that's fine but they're going to withdraw next turn right um i don't know
1: yeah and frankly the ranged attack is great right Red, black, black, white with Sharpshooter 1 and Tactical. <laughs> That's a really good pool for a character. So,
0: yeah. And Surge Crit. I mean, I think um, we, we've we talked about, I think, some inherent synergies with, like, Vader. I think it, we also need to talk about, like, inherent synergies with probably Iden. Um, like, it seems like Kallus is is just, like, I don't know. Very good alongside her too, um, and and I think additionally with seize the initiative being in the pool, a good character. N- not that Chronic isn't good, but a uh, <laughs> uh, people 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 will get upset with me if I <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but he's not super great these days. But Callus looks pretty good, assuming his flawed card is like not debilitating um and cunning on a good hero along with seize the initiative and contingencies seems really powerful as far as a i get to control my heroes and 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 can and know who goes first basically always um it, yeah, and we don't even know what
1: his other two command cards do.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it. I think his other two command cards basically could be blank, and he would be he would probably be great, right? Like I think they could be push and assault, um, and he'd be pretty good, assuming again that his flawed card is not debilitating, um, like animations. Right. You know, I, yep. I, You know, um, so we'll have to wait on that. You know, FFG did the thing where they, uh, you know, don't give us give us the whole meal they only give us they're like here's your here's your french fry you got to wait another half hour for the hamburger um but why don't we flip over to the rebel side of things you want to take us through lando
1: sure so mr lando calrissian very similar setup here he's got contingencies three so slightly better than callus he does not have cunning he does have covert ops, so this is the same keyword that Cassian and Aiden have, where he can basically deploy as an infiltrator and then become an operative. And then you nominate someone else to be a commander. Interestingly, you could run him and Cassian at the same time, use covert ops on both of them, and then have four operative tokens. Well,
0: I so I mean you laugh, but I actually think and I don't know if that list specifically is super great, but like I do think that Indeed. having, like, being able to, like, go to your bag and have, like, four operative tokens in it is, like, and be able to use it wherever you want is actually a pretty powerful thing to do. You know, we talked a lot again last episode in our list building episode where we we're talking about, like, you know, the mix in your bag and the fact that it's sometimes hard to draw a hero if you don't have orders on them. Um, I don't know. Getting four operatives I, seems. It's unique and we haven't seen it happen yet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It could be very good.
1: It could be, you know, and I mean basically that would be probably Lando, Cassian, K two, and then R2. Now you could do some other combination, but I I was spitballing lists over the weekend and you can actually get to twelve activations with that. If you and it's not like twelve activations of, of junk. That's like so those four characters, three snipers, which gets you to seven. And then you can take like five core and those core are some combination of rebel vets and rebel troopers with dlts (laughs) so it's not terrible you know i don't know i'm excited for this for contingencies for i mean rebel players for a long time have been like i want to take all the characters but i just cannot justify cutting all these command cards well now you don't have to uh so he also has the flawed keyword again we don't know what his flawed card is either he's got sharpshooter 2 Mr Ace shot there Lando and uncanny luck too. So this is the same keyword Han has where he can reroll failed saves on defense. It's only 2, I think Han's is 3, so slightly worse. This essentially is at least for those two dice that you're rerolling, it, it, they're slightly better than like a red save. It's a 55% chance on a on a rerolled white die to get a save. So it, you know, he's not durable. But he's more durable but slightly more durable than some other rebel characters rebel Spore characters so
0: yeah can we, can we just like how how did lando end up with sharpshooter 2 and han only has sharpshooter one is what i want to know it's, i don't it, know doesn't that feel like i don't know whatever um, it does it
1: feels weird it's um the pistol here is lando's x8 knight sniper pistol which i think is the one that he uses in in battlefront if i'm not mistaken
0: yeah maybe i honestly i was never a fan of playing rebels in battlefront so i I don't actually know what the gun is called
1: but so there there's and there's actually if you look at the card art in here there's there's a mission where you 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 play lando and you're you're like invading an imperial facility on a lava planet uh with with shriv who's the hilarious sarcastic duros that is in that game uh, this is Battlefront 2, by the way. Spoiler alert if you haven't played that throughout the campaign. Spoiler
0: for the campaign has been out for <laughs> like 10 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I be. know. I think, yeah. Um, but I, So I think we're this is essentially, we're getting the, you know, like around the return of the Jedi time period, General Calrissian version of Lando. At least that's what the card art shows, and that's what this text would seem to indicate.
0: Yeah, I think the fact that he's a commander at all kind of, suggest yeah, right. that right like at that point he's general coloristian right and right. um i think if we got like i don't know it would be cool to get like bespin lando which i think is either like an operative or would be like a commander for a faction that doesn't exist um you know like i, I don't know what that would be it would be like bespin guards um but you know clearly we don't have that so
1: well there is bespin lando on the card or, of the command card they showed us
0: that is, that's very fair. And um, I think, uh, <laughs> just to get away from his unit card, because the card he's got a sweet cape in that card art,
1: I think he comes with like three or four capes. Yeah, it's. I'm very <laughs> curious to see this screw. I hope that there's multiple capes to choose from.
0: Well, I mean, uh, if, you, if you scroll up in the article, there's at uh-huh. least three because each pose has a different
1: cape. You're right. Yeah, so that is, in fact, three distinct capes. Yeah, you got one pose where he's kind of like drawing a gun and he's got, you know, it's a more spread out cape. You've got the pose where he's like, there's multiple head things too, but he's he's kind of smirking and like drawing his pistol. Uh, and then another one with a third completely different cape, which and combined with that first pose. So yeah, at least three capes. That's well, that's good. That's awesome. Well nice done. job. <laughs> nice job, FFG. Corey, Derek, you guys are doing great work. Uh, multiple capes. All right, let's finish walking through this unit card here. He also has... His melee is bad. It's black-white. But if he's in melee, you're probably in trouble already. Um, And then his night sniper pistol is red-black with pierce one. So combined with sharpshooter two, that is extremely reliable damage. Like, he's not going to be wiping units or anything, but... You're going to be picking up one to two models every time he shoots, basically.
0: Yeah, he seems super strong against like red safe uh, core units, particularly clones and empire, clearly. Um, Which, you know, uh, probably is needed these days.
1: Yeah, although Rebels, ironically, probably the best, already the best faction at stacking Pierce.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's very true.
1: But yeah, picking off some phase twos is, is going to be value town for Lando. Um, all right. Let's talk about this. He, we do know one of his command cards that is called Ace Up His Sleeve. Usually they they hide like the command card they show us is kind of like,
0: yeah, it's fine. This is a really good command card. This, this card is
1: busted. I Like, it is busted. It, I don't know if I go that far, but it's really clearly this is going to be like a All right, let's just read the command card. So this has has a a line split in the middle of it, which means that it has two separate effects. Above the line, uh, Lando Calrissian and one unit. When Lando Calrissian issues an order to a unit, it gains one dodge or one standby token. So one of these units has to be Lando. This isn't quite like Deploy the Garrison where you can just, you know. But (laughs) the other unit could be like
0: Luke Skywalker. I mean, I'm sorry. This card to me says two Pip, Apo, Ace up his sleeve, issue orders to Lando Calrissian and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't say one unit on it. It says it says Lando and Luke. And Lando probably takes a dodge token and Luke takes a standby token. And it's I don't know. I'm sorry. I like taking stand free standby. We have have we seen a free standby token effect on a on a force user before i like you technically you can do it with deploy the garrison i've tried it with vader it's kind of hard to pull off i i don't know um but like if you can't shoot if they're like if they get the standby token and they're already in melee it's incredibly difficult to get it off without a triggering
1: yeah unless you have force push or jedi mind trick
0: well even if you Mm. have force push you still have to be a ranged one already right like you you've got to be like you've got to be on top of them um right
1: yeah suppressive melee weapons are extremely rare basically palpatine's lightning and Jin's baton i think that's it i
0: think i think dewbacks might be suppressive melee oh yeah but but like again it's a short it's a a short short list list, right it's like three units um yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, do you think that like you're ever using the bottom text?
1: Yeah. So I think you are because this is essentially like a on-demand face-up order at at the exact moment that you need it. So the bottom part does says before drawing from your order pool, you may instead discard this card from your hand. Sorry, from your contingencies or hand. If you do issue an order to Lando Calrissian or a friendly unit at range one to two of him, then activate that unit. So it's kind of like a like a safety valve, right? Like if there's if there's if there comes a situation where you absolutely need to activate something, which does happen, and you're like, oh crap, I need to activate this thing now, and you can't get an order to them. You can just play Ace up his sleeve from your hand or your contingencies pile, and then and then activate them yeah I mean, so
0: i guess this gets around double the fall right
1: yep it gets around double the fall um you could use it in combination with like sorry about the mess yeah. if you wanted to essentially get two zero pip orders
0: it's kind of like a mid-turn hq uplink right like you yeah do,
1: it's, you an, do... it's an it's an on-demand hq uplink yeah, which seems great to me, honestly.
0: It it, it definitely is. I just uh, the standby token is so as someone who's used standby tokens a lot lately. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that I feel like this card reads like <laughs> when Lando Calrissian issues an order to a unit, it gains one standby token. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. Like the dodge token, the standby game. is is clearly
1: the best effect on the card.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that, I think this card is busted. I think it's busted. I think we're gonna see a lot of it.
1: It's certainly good on Jedi Luke. But
0: that's I don't fair.
1: Know. I guess I guess it's
0: probably not good on most other rebel heroes. Probably it's decent on K2.
1: Yeah. I mean there are other characters you could use it on. I mean like
0: it it also also worth noting that you can put it on an enraged Chewbacca and it's basically impossible to knock off without force push.
1: Yep also true and that would be hilarious to put it on chewy <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> probably a little bit more thematic than luke but yeah
1: yeah actually do luke and lando ever even like really talk to each other in the original trilogy um i feel like this is going to be a staple rebel list and we need to come up with a name for it and i can't think of anything <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think we could just call it this is how the force works. Um but, but uh I don't um do that I mean they've gotta have some sort of interaction in Return of the Jedi, right?
1: Yeah, I mean I think like briefly in the in the briefing room. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it though. They like shake hands or something. Yeah. And then they interact ever so briefly in the Jabba um Barge fight too, I think.
0: I mean, so they've clearly done some interactions sure. prior to Return yeah. to the Jedi, right? Because because they've set up like the whole the whole thing, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's just you know it doesn't have like Flyboys is actually a you know from like Han Luke interactions, but uh yeah, I can't think of I can't think of like a moniker for Luke Lando. Yeah, that there's appropriate. De- de-
0: there's definitely not like a on-screen interaction between the two of them. I'm sure that there is like books or comics. Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: Anyway, listeners, if you have a suggestion for the list name for Luke and Lando together, please let us know. I would love to come up with something for this list other than Luke slash Lando, because I think it looks amazing. I think that if Lando is <laughs> in the modern time for Invader League, I will be <laughs> playing it because <laughs> oh, luke is you my style
0: you can't be like yo i'm gonna play republic and then bail before the cast dude
1: you know me <laughs> I, I literally have a waffle in my avatar on discord that's, so.
0: that's fair that's fair uh
1: anyway should we should we talk about sort of where we think sort of just spitballing meta
0: i answer yes but i would like to hit one more thing that we didn't hit yet um there okay. is a new command upgrade in Mm, lando's pack that was spoiled um it's called inspiring presence friendly units at range one to four can use your courage value when checking whether they are panicked this range can be reduced by other effects i think clearly referencing war weary here um i believe um and so uh it's five points command slot which is a pretty competitive slot these days in lists that want command upgrades um darth vader is crying um i don't know how do you feel about this
1: it's interesting i think it's interesting to combine with war weary i actually think so as written and padme is is also pictured on this and the card and on this card, I think you can use this on Padme, even though she's not a commander. She is an operative with a command slot. It, all it says is friendly units at range one to four can use your courage value when checking whether they are panicked.
0: I think you might be right, to be honest. It would be a little bit weird if uh, Padme couldn't use this card, even <laughs> though she's on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that definitely, I think, is at least suggestive that that is the case. Um,
1: so as a follow-up to that, if you put this on Padme, is it immune to war Weary for the same reason the field commander is? Because, because Warweary she...
0: specifically references commanders? Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I would... Uh, Mike, rules lawyer Mike over here would have to say, yes, that is the case. Whether that's it. A- I mean, I I would also, I would argue that it's probably clearly not intended, but I think rules as written, that's what it says. Um, You know, I, uh, I think, I I also think that that's okay. I think, I think Padme could probably use a little help at this point in time. I think it's become apparent that, I think, I think in addition to the uh, points bumps that we've seen in the clone arsenal like I think they kind of further hedge her out a little bit. Um, you know, at least until we see the generic. Um but uh yeah, so that's the new upgrade. Um I think that uh it's interesting. Um probably pretty good on Padme, now that you I I hadn't even really thought about that until you said it. Um I sort of feel like Generally, though, commanders that don't really want this type of effect. Um, I mean, I maybe it's okay on Palpatine, but I sort of feel like you probably still want like aggressive tactics or I don't know something
1: better. Yeah, command slot. It's such a good slot. It's such a competitive slot, and like five points is not a lot, but it's more. It's more the cost of the slot, and. uh, Unless you're specifically trying to use this to leverage war weary in your condition deck. Like range three is pretty far. And frankly, if you have units that are more than range three away from your commander, you're probably too spread out anyway. So I don't know. I I don't I don't feel like this is a, a super great upgrade, but I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean definitely has some, some niches like in Pat May's case.
1: Yep. All right, let's talk about meta meta predictions, meta spitballing. These are just our opinions. Uh and obviously we're going to get a specialist pack at some point in January and we have no idea what any of the the units in there do except for I think the T series personnel upgrade. But we don't know what the commanders do. We don't know what the you know, we know that there's like a Medic, a Astromech equivalent and then some fourth unit. The clones have um uh, what's the clone's fourth guy? It's a comm specialist. Comm specialist, yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah. And, and
0: you know, knowing that's a comm specialist seems sort of potentially dirty with fire support. We'll see. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> like there's there's like some unique synergies that like rebels and imperials comm specialists don't have access, to, right? right?
1: Uh, and then the the droids have what appears to be some kind of like um, you know, like a pro droid thing. They look a lot like moles pro droids. But, uh, yeah, so we don't really know what those do. We do know that the commanders are... Oh, we also know that the commanders are 55 points, which is especially relevant for Separatists because previous to that, their cheapest commander was 170 points. <laughs> Whether you're taking a field commander, AAT, or Grievous, of course, Dooku is 200. So 55 points opens up a lot of... Even if he, like, literally does nothing. If he's if he's just standing there and has a defensive stat block and no keywords... Um, that could really open up separatist list building, but we don't know what those do yet, so we won't speculate too much on those. Uh, do you want to do this faction by faction? Is that the easiest way to do this? Yeah,
0: I think so. Um, I mean, I think we can probably talk about the meta as a whole after we kind of like wrap that up. Um, but I do think I do think we can go faction by faction. Uh, why don't you want to start with with separatists since they're maybe the most I don't know if they're the most diverse anymore, um, but they definitely have been the most, maybe diverse. I think up until this point, as far as balance and things of that nature go. Yeah, the best
1: internally balanced faction is the, what we like to—the phrase we like to use, which basically means there's lots of different possible separatist builds that are good, and that you know they have the pretty much all of the units on their roster you could justify taking in some context or another, which now includes Droidicus, which are only eighty points instead of hundred. So previously, I think they were sort of the the only, like, clearly you leave this unit on the shelf kind of unit. But now that's not the case anymore. So yeah, I think you could plausibly make a, a droid roster with <laughs> almost anything in it. I do think that you still have to, you're still going to be C6 core core units in pretty much every single separatist list, whether that is all B1s or some combination of B1s and B2s with with that T-series personnel upgrade. Uh, I think he does a lot for B twos. You know, we've talked we talked in the RRG episode about separatists and specifically what he does for B twos. But, you know, if if you put that uh, explosive the HA upgrade on them uh, with the T series, I think it rounds out to 93 points, which is clearly a lot, right? That's that's a phase two, basically. But you're looking at three red and a white at range three with blast. Or a lot more than that at range two. They average like six hits or something with blast at range two. Um, Now, obviously, that uh, it's a grenade launcher, so it has exhaust, but it also has cycle. Um, You know, you always think of uh, the point there is you think of B1s as like a range two short range hammer unit, but when you do the T series combined with the grenade launcher, they actually have a very reasonable range three pool also. So I think you could see some combination of B1s and B2s as core units.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the range 2 pool on the B2s was super, super sick and gross. Um, so I agree with you. I think that, you know, uh, we're always going to see six core units in the, in the Separatist faction, just due to the nature to how the faction works, I think. Um, so I think double aat is going to come back with a vengeance mainly due to field commander um i think the fact that you can go like aat aat a bunch of b1s and then not have to take grievous and like take like two staps or something and and that's like that's like 10 activations you know um that seems really really good um so I think I think that that's definitely on the table for the CIS meta coming up. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to see Cad Bane enter the fray. I would like to. I think that maybe Field Commander helps out there too. But you know, I think that might be more of a wait till we see the generic thing and then figure it out from there. I still think like 160 points... Plus Cadbane is a little steep um in the hero slash tank department. Um and Cad Bane is a little bit uh he's a control piece, I think, in in my mind. He feels like he should be a control piece. He's also kind of scalpel-y, but um he, He's very he's very finesse based, which is like the CIS Army is not very finesse based. It's very bludgeon your face in as hard as possible um so i think he's he just doesn't like really fit with what the the theme is doing there um i think we're gonna see less grievous and i think we're gonna i think we're gonna see dooku and i think we're gonna see field commander aats um particularly with all the like reductions in cost to force users i think dooku becomes uh much more of a go-to if you're looking if you're like pairing grievous and dooku um i think i think if force users are going to be in the meta it's now um and so may, maybe that won't happen but i expect that if it does Dooku is just going to be in a most cis list if, if they're
1: not running field commander aats
0: yeah yeah which which uh, are also good against jedi you know yeah. um so it, you know it's kind of half a one half a dozen the other as far as, as cis is particularly good at fighting jedi surprise surprise um that's kind of kind of what they did um so you know um but but i think outside of that i'm not sure how much diversity we're going to see as far as like support options, and special force options. I still think BX commando droids are probably sitting on the sidelines, for the most part. Maybe you see a token sniper team. Um,
1: You'll like, see some sniper strike teams too, for sure.
0: Yeah, I I don't think they're gonna like make make waves as like crucial elements to lists. Um, and I guess no. we probably should talk about Darth Maul too, right? Um,
1: yeah. So and. I think you you can take him with clearly either Grievous or Juku, or you can take him with an AAT field commander, which I did the other day. It was super fun. Um, yeah, he's great. He is, people are already finding how fragile he is. He does not have a lot of command cards that assist with his defense. And of course, Juyo mastery requires him to be wounded before it works. So he effectively has five wounds. Um, like he's surprisingly vulnerable to getting punched to death by stormtroopers and other stuff. Like you have to be really careful with him. He's probably the the single most fragile force user in the game. Oh, Would you say that's stop accurate? Stop it.
0: Stop it, Darth operative Darth Vader laughs at you. I don't know. Um...
1: Uh, okay, well, but if we're comparing, if we're if we're having like a cage match between operative Darth Vader and Darth Maul about who's more fragile, that's not like. A... That's not exactly a ring endorsement of his durability. No,
0: it's not. That was kind of my point. Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, I I mean, I don't think... So I think, uh, to some effect, we haven't really had a conversation around Force users and their durability. The difference between six wounds on our standard Jedi and the seven wound operative Luke is just huge. Um, in addition to the fact that he's got like three cards to give him dodge tokens. Um, but like, I, th- I think uh, the world we live in now is very different than the world we lived in a year ago, um, as far as Jedi durability goes. Um, and I think to your point, um, being effectively at five instead of six compounds that further.
1: He's, he's definitely a finesse unit. Um now he can clearly and we've talked about Maul on this on this cast in the past, there are a number of extremely unique and powerful things he can do. But I definitely don't think he's gonna be like a, you know, every separatist list kind of unit just because he is so difficult to use.
0: Yeah, I mean a playing... Doesn't mean he's
1: bad, but
0: Yeah, I mean uh finesse units are notoriously hard to play, right? Like it's like playing a tie interceptor in squadrons on that asteroid map you know you're like whipping around stuff and like all of a sudden there's an asteroid in front of you and you can't turn and you're just dead um because you're going like six thousand miles an hour um and i feel i feel like maul is very similar right you're like once you're in a situation where he's gonna die it's like very hard to get out of it um so yeah i mean i i think maul is one of those units that if you play perfectly he's really good if you don't play perfectly or don't play close to nearly perfectly you probably are going to struggle with it a little bit um so it'll be interesting to see how many people can figure him out in the time frame that they have i think
1: i do think just structurally we're not going to see his full potential until you can take him with a 55 point commander personally
0: yeah. i mean uh, i think finesse units traditionally work well in high activation lists right where you can ensure that you're going last 55 point commander really helps out with that um you know i imagine there will be some sort of 12 activation maul monstrosity that we'll be dealing with at that point in time
1: oh i've already begun spitballing it's yeah 100 I'm, percent I'm, I'm, possible I'm,
0: I'm sure you have uh so
1: Yeah, you can do it with like stabs too. Like you, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's it's like twelve activations and T series stabs, (laughs) twelve activations. That's the thing you can do. Yeah,
0: you don't have to take Rebel Trooper quality activations with no heavies, right? You, you get get to have all the things. It's, it's still really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Um, So, yeah, I I think probably the best list right now is the double AAT field commander one. We'll see if that endures past the specialist pack release or not. It's possible that the specialist pack release just makes that better because there's a repair bot in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's good. I think that um, uh, the fact that you know we're <laughs> reasonably talking about a mechanized meta and not joking around about it is a good thing.
1: Um, oh, yeah. A year ago, we would have been like, best list, double heavy, and you would have been like, all right, Jay you know <laughs> right yeah, yeah exactly no yeah. offense to jay yeah. i love your double heavy I list
0: mean, he does too um and and he did well with it for sticking but, with it but i mean it, it's it's been a tough time for vehicles and legion up until it week. has yes
1: all right uh should we hit let's hit republic next let's stick with the clone wars opening here you're the republic yeah. uh pundit here so
0: yeah so i think i think republic's in a really weird spot um, from a figuring out what is good standpoint, um, like it's it's clear that stacking clone trooper keyword is really powerful. The lack of standbys um, <laughs> makes it so that you're vulnerable now, um, which uh, you know. It makes it certainly makes it more fair but and and depowers i think some of the lists that were good it, combined with the points upgrades uh upgrades nerfs i should say um to the phase twos and arc trooper units um i think i think i don't wanna say this definitively but i do think arc star is close to dead um i i think a list with two full arcs that can only shoot once a turn is a little bit more questionable. You know, I I think I think without standbys, they were probably it was probably dead without the points pumps. Uh, just because it really counted on funneling your standbys through those super super good units. Um, so I think I think most clone lists are just starting with three arc strike teams and rex and building out from there um i think you're probably gonna see um a lot of rex balls i don't think they change a lot they're gonna lose an activation they're gonna go to they're gonna go to 10 activations instead of 11 with r2 they probably just cut r2 and um it's it's pretty much the same list just without standby sharing and everything's got offensive push we've said that a ton of times we don't need to like drive that into the ground With that being said, I think that there is room in the Republic faction to be, uh, creative and more combo oriented as far as the meta is concerned. I think, I think Kenobi has gotten a lot better, particularly with barrier. I mean, you were saying earlier that you wanted to try out a barrier situational awareness list, which, I mean, it could be good, um, you know, I know I the training slot on the phase twos is less competitive than it was before.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's possible that you can... I think you can make an Obi-Wan list and not kind of lean on situational awareness spam and I still have it be really durable just by virtue of having Obi-Wan with barrier. And you still put offensive push or whatever you're going to put on the phase twos anyway and not worry about, like, spamming dodges, but... Yeah, I think there's more room for an Obi-Wan list than there was before. You know, phase ones got cheaper. You can you can get to ten activations in an Obi-Wan list with some combination of phase twos and phase ones. Um I was I was spitballing earlier. You can take, you know, like a handful of, of phase twos and still get there. Um, you know, you can't take five. <laughs> but no, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think you're still mostly gonna see Rex. I think they're still great. Um this, this the, the standby nerf, to me, feels a little bit like if you remember back in January, just before. Uh, actually, I think this was just after LVO. Um, they did the comms relay and uh, withdrawal creature trooper rules changes, which basically said that emplacements could not take comms relay, and that separately creature troopers had to actually take the withdrawal action to leave combat. Before they just essentially had like blanket disengage. Both of those quote unquote nerfs, you know, afterwards, like short troopers were still top empire meta, tauntauns were still top rebel meta. Um they were basically like play experience nerfs, but they didn't have that much of an effect on the overall competitiveness of the underlying unit. I think I think that standby sharing maybe it's a little bit more of like a straight nerf, but I think ultimately it still falls into that category. You know, like you still, you have to, Republic is still going to be really good. And Rex lists are still going to be lists that feel really hard to kill and can punch you in the face. Um, But you just have to like play the game now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that, um, Republic players are going to have to really rethink how they play the game um from a j- just from a kind of a survivability standpoint before it was a, it was very easy to not lose a unit um just because like you had a threat bubble right and now when you like if you don't if if you kind of step up and take an early attack you can really get punished for that and that's not a bad thing just to be clear uh, but um, as someone who <laughs> stepped up and did a lot of shooting early in the turn uh, before, it's just, it really, you really have to rethink um, how you're playing that faction. Because uh, you can't, you know, go first activation, you know, aim standby, and then second activation, you know, like double move, but have a standby up anymore, right? Um, and so I think for me, I think. Clone lists are going to be way less aggressive, um, generally speaking. It, you know they, They're not going to be able to box you out of certain situations. They're going to be able to do a lot of damage to you, but they're going to put them themselves in vulnerable situations in order to do that, unless it's like the take that clanker's turn. So um, I also think on the, Re- the Republic side of things, I do think that like Saber Padme may be a sleeper um, in like the vehicle thing. Depends on. I think that really depends on if people are banking on double AAT being a big thing, and if they're taking specific like, if they're taking impact intentionally to counter that. That the saber will probably suffer. Um, And and unlike the double AAT list, the saber Padme list really relies on the saber to like live the whole game. Um, And if it dies, you're kind of your eggs are in that basket.
1: Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that could be interesting. I do think you'll see, I mean, you basically said that they will be a lot less aggressive. I think you'll see more like a wind up to the end of the turn knockout punch type situations where you just have a bunch of quote unquote stalling actions with units in relatively safe spots where they're just taking aims and dodges and then you have a handful of units at the end of the turn to kind of suck up all those aims and just deliver, you know, when your opponent only has one or two activations left, deliver like a knockout punch.
0: Yeah, and funnily enough, I actually think um, Overwatch standby uh, units um, may be a good deterrent uh, for that type of play specifically. <laughs> um, not that like people are doing a lot of that now, but like if you have, you know, like an ident Overwatched or something, and like range three um, to like crack a clone unit. As it steps in to take that windup shot, I I actually think that there's there may be some play there if you do it like later in the turn after their snipers have gone and all that sort of thing. So um, I I think it's a little bit of corner case, but I do think it's um, it's interesting that they might get eaten by the thing that made them good.
1: Well, and you can still also do an actual overla- Overwatch list with Republic. Still, you just use Padme or Anakin instead of controversy
0: yeah, i mean i've put i'm, put I'm not it together. saying that's necessarily good i've but... put it together like so many times to try and make it good i'm gonna be honest i'm 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 struggling to find a list that is not eight activations that looks anywhere close to good on paper
1: i mean you could do rex padme you don't have to do anakin and padme in the same list
0: yeah i'm not sure like one standby is enough <laughs> um especially on one very fragile standby
1: yeah yeah i do i, I i'd be but, curious to see it yeah. it is it's also range two instead of range one so you can pull it back even further from the line you know it's basically unstrippable yeah I don't it's know. very good
0: it's super good unless they have like yeah. cassian or something
1: right uh all right speaking of cassian why don't we talk about rebels
0: this is, this is, <laughs> this is your neck of the woods i've got all sorts of thoughts but um, i'm gonna let you let you start us off on this one
1: uh so rebels got without question the most changes in the, the, the points updates in the errata. I want to say I think it's a little bit of the Wild West, but I don't. I think there are some units that you probably still aren't seeing that much of, like Jin and Han. Um, what you are going to see more of, I think, is T 47s and Rebel veterans. Possibly in the same list, there are some very scary 12 activation double T 47 Rebel veteran hostile lists that I've seen floating around. So.
0: Let's have it come to Jesus real quick. Do we actually think double T47 is going to be
1: good? I don't know. Um, I think it's possible. I'm asking you to
0: put your chips on the table. Where are you putting them?
1: Uh, I'm going to say no. Because there's still a lot of critical in this game. Okay. Um, And T47's sort of whether they want to be there or not, even with the compulsory move changes, tend to just kind of end up close to or like in the middle of your opponent's army at some point. And they get shot by everything <laughs> at some point in the game. I um, actually, i re- I mentioned that I ran Maul in an AT in a practice game a little bit ago. I actually faced one of those lists, the 12 activation, double speeder. Um, you know, rebel veteran list, and I had no impact in my list. You know, I didn't have saber throw on wall. I had the AAT, but that main gun has impact one, critical one. So it's kind of unreliable. Like you're gonna force one save, maybe, probably maybe two. But um, you know, if you're pumping shots into a, a T47, that also means you're not shooting the vets or the MKTs or the snipers with your AAT. So, but Short, the short version is I ended up killing both airspeeders with a basically nothing but, like, the AAT occasional double tap and E5C crit fishing. Just because, you know, Maul kind of at some point got into the veterans. Um, I got, like, an, a couple early MK2 kills. And, like, there was nothing else to shoot. So <laughs> I was just, like, Abe shooting T47s for four turns. You know, and he even, he even had R2, and he healed both of them. He used both of R2's heals and I still killed both D47s. So I think the short answer is maybe I think they're still gonna be hard to use. Um you know, there's like crit fishing is still a thing, and you know, you've got lists out there like I had an ISF tactical strike where you can reliably stack crits repeatedly. Um You know, there's still a lot of, like, you have DLTs our critical guns. There's still so much critical out there that I think it's possible that they still just drop too fast. But surge crit on them does make a difference. Their offense is legitimately scary now. They've always been good at flanking line of sight blockers. They're impact three. So if we're in a a meta where vehicles are important, you know, impact three with a six dice pool that has surge crit, you're probably going to be forcing four, if not five saves on vehicles with that pool. So there's, they're great tank hunters. You know, the harpoon is free now. Um, I don't know. We'll see. There's still very much a glass cannon unit. The cannon has more actual cannon to it now. <laughs> um, and they're cheaper. But who knows? I, I guess that's a long way of, of not really answering your question. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you we got definitive, and then you got less definitive as time went on. Um, which, you know, that's fine. So so, how are you feeling generally? T forty sevens aside, about where the rebels are at.
1: Pretty good. I mean, even before the points update, you know, you got the Mandalorian release, the Clan Ren release, which was great. Mandalorians are great. That's a very competitive list when you take any number of Mandalorians. But I've seen, you know, the uh, triple Mandalorian lists with jetpack rockets, basically like the rebel equivalent of a of an Alpha Strike list being very good. Um, I actually played such a list. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was really fun. It was the first time I'd actually ever done that. And I was like, wow, oh, this is great. <laughs> um, but uh, so you had that. And then we had the points update, which made a lot of things more competitive. You know, I could see some, some lists where people actually take Wookiees as like a linebacker unit scale and lethal makes a big difference on them. They've always had a lot of wounds, you know, um, 12 wounds is a lot their saves are garbage but 12 wounds on one unit is still a lot right that's kind of like a souped up concept of b1s um where you're just saturating wounds i think mandalorians will still continue to be more popular than wookies but i could see like a one of wookie situation um the z got cheaper i've had a couple lists where i've like taken them and not felt terrible about it uh I think the DLT is still better if you can afford the six points, but six points is more of a difference than four points. I don't know.
0: I I think this is interesting because like the Rebel Z Six, I think at one at one point in time was the best gun in the game. Yeah, um, it was, and but and and like uh, you and and like. Kingsley and and a few like other of like the math guys right like like this is the efficiency gun right like this is this is where it's at and the fact that it's still efficient but we're not using it is super interesting. Um,
1: well, it's been I mean, just to be blunt, it's been power crapped.
0: Well, well, I get, like, that's what DL- that's what I'm attempting to say here. Like, yeah. the fact that you know, I mean, it's still super efficient, but the fact that the DLT has ranged for and critical one is. But like, less dice is like, is an interesting, um. it's interesting what is weighted there, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, the DLT is roughly as efficient, except it also shoots a range four, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's fine. Um, Like, I've run Z6s since the points update and felt okay about it. Like, 60 points for... A core unit with a heavy that throws ten dice is is fine. Um, I don't know. The vets are interesting. I still hate MK twos. <laughs> Maybe I just suck at losing in pla- using in placements, But every time I run a list with MK twos in it, even though it's four wins now, I'm like, why did I pay thirty eight points for this? You know, when I could just pay two more points for a rebel trooper unit naked that actually does things. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, know. the
0: cumbersome keyword is just really, really rough, you know.
1: It's really limiting, especially on something that has range 3.
0: Yeah, it's...
1: Mortars Mortars are a little better off simply because they have range 4, so the, the situations where they can aim and shoot, there's a lot more of those, and they have suppressives, so even if they don't kill anything, they're still doing something good and useful. Um I just, it's really hard to get shots with the MK2 and that, you know, they can't use cohesion for cover, so they they still get deleted. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: I also think it's, like, it's super important that, like, the, the mortar can punch something before it punches you back with everything, right? Like, maybe they can shoot, like, a T21B at you or a sniper or whatever, but, like, that's not going to kill you. It will wound you, but it's not going to take you off the table. Whereas, like the Mark II is like anything that enters my threat range can kill me, <laughs> you know, um, like instantly. Um, which I I think it it's got uh, that's. I don't think the one wound helps much.
1: Yeah, it's three wounds to four wounds with a white dice. Yeah, I I don't know. It's still range three and with cumbersome. That's I still don't like it. The Rebel Vets, however, with range four on the CM-93, it's good. I'm not sure if it's like, the jury's still out for me on whether that's better than, you know, nine points, sorry, eight points better than a DLT. You know, they have the same number of wounds, right? Five white save wounds. They don't have nimble. Um, it's got one more dice at range four, which isn't nothing. It's got critical two versus critical one, which also isn't nothing. But it's pretty unlikely to roll two surges on four dice. I don't know. It, so I've so been kind of whelmed by them.
0: That's fair. Is there any play there with like Lando, Overwatch, more, you know,
1: um, vets? Possibly. I mean, if Ace in the Hole still only gives you one standby token. But yeah, maybe. Like the range three pool is good. It's it's. It's not that much better. It's not as better as the DLT pool than people think. On average, the DLT pool is three point eight six hits. The the range three pool and the um the vet pool with the heavy is four. <laughs> so like it's it's better, but it's it's essentially like one die facing better. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say not by much. All right. Um so yeah, they're fine. Uh they definitely needed it. Um, you know, you can definitely fit more activations if you do something like take take three vets and three MK twos, but but then you have three MK twos. <laughs> like, I mean, I'd, I I'd rather just take three DLTs and three naked rebel troopers and end up with roughly, and you actually have more points to play with if you do that. You know, that's fair.
0: I mean, I, I will say that MK twos are at least like naked rebel troopers that can kill things right um sure i, I mean like they, they they're they naked rebel troopers that can break cover um if they get to the shoot you know naked rebel troopers
1: shoot, can shoot. move and shoot yeah that's true mk2s can't do that but
0: what do you do yeah
1: i know i i'm just so anti mk i'm just so anti mk2 i don't know i'm sorry can't do it i hate them so it's probably probably irrationally <laughs>
0: So if there was a Rebel list you were going to play, what would it look like?
1: Uh, me personally, it would involve Jedi Luke. And <laughs> I mean, I think it would be like Jedi Luke, an officer, some snipers, and some Rebel troopers. No, and that's it. No Lando. Oh, well, I mean, Lando's not out yet. If, sure, if we're sure, talking sure. about a world where Lando exists, then clearly Lando's in there. <laughs> okay, um, all right. But yeah, right now, like Gundam, I had tomorrow legally units. I would go with some some kind of Luke, uh, generic officer, snipers, rebel troopers situation, which is very similar to what I played, somewhat successfully in. Um, gosh, what season are we on? in invader now? I it think is it was season se- four.
0: Yeah, it's season six now. So
1: yeah, yeah, it was season four. I was third with Jedi, with a list like that, basically. Now, granted, that was a different meta. But that was also a meta where like Short Trooper Relay was a thing. So it's not like they weren't dealing with um, very hard-hitting gun lines, right?
0: Well, and and questionably, they're much, much better at dealing with them now than they
1: were at that point in time, right? Yeah, arguably. Yeah, because I didn't have any DLTs in that list, and I didn't have R2-D2 in that list either. So
0: Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot more going for them these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it would be Luke R2 generic you can get to 11 activations that way pretty easily. So um yeah, I also I, I, you know, uh like Sabine Mandos or just straight Triple Mandos also great. Um very enjoyable. So something like that. Yeah. I I I'm going to be excited to see people experiment. I think we're going to I think when think when the dust settles on Rebels, you're going to still see a lot of Cassian. You're, you're going to see a lot of Mandos. Um, clearly, Lando's going to enter the equation at some point. And I think that you will see that uh, 12 activation double air speeder vet list. And I, I still don't think you'll see much of Jedi Luke as much as I personally love him. He's still um, hard to use, <laughs> as as most Force users are. And even like in his heyday, he was never that popular. So. Uh, I even know. though i will stand i will stand by his awesomeness well you, you play me so often that you got like jedi luke stockholm syndrome
0: like so we were um, that one time we were playing at gordon's and we just like we we're like you know what we've practiced enough let's swap lists and see how it goes and i like i played operative luke for like the first time and he just like put the game on his back and like i've never played him before and like i was just like huh that's what he does i'm like, <laughs> like I literally could have no other units in my list and just have like a bunch of pass activations in their place, and I would be winning right now. You know, <laughs> like, like I don't know. Uh, he's really good. Um, I mean, in all fairness, lists have changed a bit since that time as far as things you're playing against. Um, but man, is he—he's
1: dirty. Um, he is. Yeah, he's good. He's real good. He's—he's he's my favorite. I think, so I've had, uh, <laughs> we've liked to joke in the past about how I've had many um, passing fancies for different units. Um, Luke is my favorite unit in the game. And uh, yeah, I I think that is still true to this day. So uh, I would love for Rebels to be in a spot where I can run like a Jedi Luke list for Invader and feel excited about it. Um it's it's unclear if Lando's going to be out in time for that to happen but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean if he is, I think I think it's uh it's a no questions. You know, I I will say uh judging by all the stuff that you mentioned, I I think Rebels are clearly in a very um versatile position, I think headed into yeah. the new meta. Probably of everybody, they've got the most options, I think.
1: I certainly think that internally speaking their meta is the best that it's been probably since the game came out.
0: Yeah, I mean we're, yeah, I think I think that there's probably going to be five or six good rebel lists. At, yeah. At the end of all this. Um, That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and it's it's going to be it's going to be cool to see.
1: Yep. All right, let's let's say empire.
0: Man, um all right. Well, I this is tough because I think there's only going to be one good empire list. Um maybe maybe so I also think it depends on Calus, but I do think that, um, Iden Tax Strike is tough to beat in the Empire side of things.
1: Um, I, I agree with you. I'm 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 looking sad and nodding at the same time because I am in agreement.
0: I you know I I know that I I personally have been like trying to fight the wave of uh, people saying that the list is unbeatable i i don't think it's unbeatable just to be clear but i do think it probably is the best list right now um pro- potentially in the entirety of the game i think across all factions i think i think i tax strike may be the best list um i don't think so it's, for, it's, for those that yeah.
1: don't know let's talk specifically about what that list contains
0: yeah so this is it's it's just a straight three shores three mortars Iden and triple ISF with offensive push. Iden can be kind of configured in a few ways. I've seen some people take the gun, some people not take the gun. But really what the list relies on is infiltrating Iden and your 3 ISF and tack striking on turn 1 or 2 to just blow your opponent out of the, out of the water and then leveraging the short trooper and mortar mortar range to basically back up your front line, right? Um, it is really strong. Um, I I don't think it's Rex Star Arc Star strong. To be clear, like pre standby nerf. I think I think those lists were far more degenerate. Um. And that is coming from somebody who was degenerate with them. Um. <laughs> but I I mean it's I think it's it's probably it is at least on par with Rex Star and Arc Star without standby tokens. Um. I think maybe better, um, just because I, I think if if clones did not get the points, snurfs, I think I think star would probably still be better, um, but I think, you know, I, it's weird, you know, because it's it's a combination of units that like on their own right now are not like super great, like I, I sort of feel like like Aiden is fine on her own, but she's not like, I mean she, she's good. But she's not like. She's not as stellar, I think, as I thought she would be, like outside of this tax strike thing. Um, And I think similarly, ISF have been a little bit more um, in the Pathfinders camp, I think, than I expected them to be, too. Um, But I think in this list specifically. They're real strong. Um, I do think ISF are probably the best special forces unit the Empire can leverage. Um, now, putting that all to the side, could somebody, like, take a PALP barrier thing and make it work? Maybe. Uh, I th- I. I don't know. I think it's tough in a world where, like, your strike teams get blown off the table by attack strike on turn one. You know, Um yeah you know i could Callus vader you know bring some things to the table against tax strike sure i i also think that you know um if if enough people are packing covert observation um this list could be a lot less good
1: covert officer sabotage
0: what i don't i don't know the rebel one the rebel one
1: yeah, sabotage yeah, communications. That
0: one, sabotage communications. That's what I meant to say. Um, I th- like if I think if every rebel player is packing sabotage comms, you know, and I think if Lando's out, that's kind of free. You should be right. Yeah. Like, um, like if you're an invader and playing Lando, like you should have sab sab comms in your in your somewhere in your command hand or contingencies, um, like like hands down. So um, you know, I, I think. I think we're getting to a place in the game. We haven't really had a situation in the game where um there's like a rock paper scissors meta yet. I don't think the the game has really been long enough out long enough for us to have enough units that like actively hard counter each other for that to be a thing. But like I think the, the sab sabotage communications tax strike thing is one of the first real you know, rock, paper, scissors matchups that we can see now where you can be like, I'm going to sideboard a card and it wrecks you. Like it literally takes your list and makes it garbage. Um, that's maybe some hyperbole. Like the list is still fine with, with that Dax Strike. It's just significantly less good.
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of a perfect storm because you have a you have a list concept that is heavily reliant on a specific command card. One that hands out four orders, right? And you know, sabotage comms is not like change of plans where it just delays it for a turn. Like if if you play tax strike and your opponent plays change of plans, you just get to do it next turn, right? But if you play tax strike and your opponent plays sabotage comms, <laughs> like you've played tax strike and you get to hand out one order with it yeah and it just whiffs.
0: <laughs> and i think that with you know particularly if lando is eligible like you don't even have to play sabotage communications right like you can be like i'm gonna play ambush and if they play tax strike then i'm just gonna sub it out right and and i think that you know that's where the real power is i think in in the you can you can hedge you can be like okay I'm gonna play ambush, sabotage communications. You this turn, if if I need to. If you didn't play tax strike, I'll wait till next turn and play Luke's one pip, and then sub that out for sabotage communications, right? And you're just like, eh, that seems real good. Um, and the only thing they can do about it is like shoot Lando in the head, right? You know, and that's about it. Um, so, you know, uh, but but yeah, I I think that. Um, the Eidan tax strike list is just leaps and bounds ahead of anything else the Imperials can be doing right now. Um, I think part of that is because the combination is really strong. I also think part of that is that, like, um, I think Empire still needs a little help. Um, The, like, points reductions to Stormtroopers were, like, fine. But... You know, uh, I think I think that the fact that um, the Iden list is still running shore mortars instead of stormtroopers is pretty telling. Um, in in like how effective that points change was. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think I think storms could be interesting in in the context of lists like Vader lists or like Palpatine lists, where you have a selfish centerpiece unit, and you just need you need a core unit that can. Kind of chill and throw some dice and be reasonably durable without having to devote a lot of support to them. We'll see. I mean, now that they're at sixty-six points for a DLT twenty stormtrooper unit, they they feel much more like a kind of uh, opposite unit to the to the Rebel DLT, which is also sixty-six points. Um, their offense is slightly worse um
0: yeah your your defense. dlt is way better just to be clear
1: I think well clearly clearly the weapon is better but you know rebel troopers have white saves and stormtroopers have red saves so it's kind of like you know better defense worse offense yeah kind of a thing um clearly they still hate snipers <laughs> like any red save unit and i think that they're still gonna have the item list aside they're still gonna have a tough time specifically against republic because arcs just absolutely shred red safe core units. You know, we saw this dynamic in Invader Season 5 where the Empire win percentage against Rebels and CIS was actually like 50-50, almost exactly. But against Republic, it was like 30-70. I mean... It was, it was um, real Bush, bad. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, when, when Bushman ran those numbers, um, I I was just literally like... i've never seen anything like this yeah um i think it will get better without standby sharing and with some of the points increases but i still still think the kind of standard you know red save core reliant empire lists are going to struggle against arc snipers because empire has always been somewhat weak to snipers and republic has ridiculously good snipers so (laughs) um we'll see um I want to root for the stormtroopers. I've been making the case for them recently, um, but as I'm like, as I'm sort of trying to zoom zero in on a list for, you know, the upcoming Invader season, Empire's sort of falling out of my um, pool of things that I want to play, and that sort of is telling to me that, like, at least with with storms, maybe I'm not quite willing to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, I would love for someone to succeed with the storm list. Um, I think they're probably better than people give them credit for, but I think they're also probably not as good as other things Empire could be running, specifically the the three 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 tax strike list. So,
0: yeah, I you know, um, I mean, I, th- I I think you're right. I think storms are definitely better than people give them credit for. I think even before the po- points update, that was probably true. Um, but you know, I just it, it's one of those things like. It's really hard to just like not take the Iden Tax Strike list if you're playing Empire because your percentage goes up like fifteen percent, I think, to win a game. Yeah, it's you just it's, it's just
1: so much but even if you can say that like a storm based list is fine, it's clearly still worse than possibly the best list in, in the game. <laughs> right,
0: right. I mean and I think like, you know, barring mirror matches, like Iden Tax Strike is probably like sixty five to like sixty eight percent to like win. Any given game that's not a mirror probably uh really. that seems maybe, high to me maybe maybe that's a little too high, but like, that's high it's it's definitely more definitely like more than like the f- maybe coin flip you have with everything else and and if you're playing republic, it's like way worse than a coin flip you know um I don't know
1: yeah so I think the t l. d. r is empire item tax strike list great are there lists possible, but not as good. So you probably won't see them anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would love to see somebody like take a tank in an e-web and make it, make it awesome. But, um, or like
1: 160 point ATSD. Yeah. Think about, think about that. ATSD is 160 points. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, you got any final thoughts?
0: I'm really looking forward to the new meta. You know, I think, I think that, um, it's going to hopefully be more wide open than it was before. I'm I'm always of the vein that there is always going to be a best list. Um, you know that's just kind of how games work, uh, or games like this, right? Um, it's very difficult to have uh, in a in a best of one um, tournament setup. Have something. Like it's very hard to like have like a Starcraft dynamic, you know, where like you can you can, if you're like amazing and you're playing against amazing people, you can play whatever you want. You know, it's um it's tough to balance a game that perfectly. I think uh, you know, if it's not Iden Tax Strike or Star, it'll always be something else. But um you know, uh I think that we're headed into a much healthier meta than we had a month or two ago. So I'm looking forward to
1: I it. I agree. Yep. Yeah, i'm super excited i i still um for as much as i joke about sidelining empire in my own personal waffling there's still like eight lists that i want to play from the other three factions um so yeah i feel pretty good uh, i just so many possibilities i'm probably gonna end up on some kind of jedi luke or maul situation because i love force users but you know like b2 spam's not out of the question um you know, some kind of Cassian Lando rebel gun line, also part of the equation. And then of course, toying around with playing Republic cause they're the only one I haven't done yet. So um.
0: do it. You won't, uh, Ed, Ed will light you on fire. If you do that though, be, be, careful, <laughs> be careful, be careful. I, uh, he's, he doesn't like the, the traitorist traitorous guys that um, switch factions for the, Hey, they just got they, the just, they just they
1: just got nerfed they're not the flavor of the week anymore
0: <laughs> i don't know he lit me on fire for it so
1: <laughs> well that's because when you <laughs> they were the flavor of the week <laughs> look man <laughs> all right okay. well we are the notorious scrambles i'm kyle i'm mike stay fresh cheese facts.